Hi, I'm Michael Cox, and you're listening to Michael's Office, a podcast which hosts my genuine, unfiltered, and unscripted thoughts about things going on in the entertainment world. This week, I'll be talking about my fourth week of college, the upcoming production at Mobop called The 39 Steps, my thoughts on Greedfall, what happened at Clash of Champions, and some more things that are happening this week. So please, step into my office. Alright, I hope you guys had a wonderful week. Uh, this past one, and I hope you guys are excited for this episode because I am. I always am excited to record nude, nude? new episodes for uh, Michael's office. I love this. I love discussing my thoughts and bringing my thoughts to you guys. So um, I will bring guests on the show soon. I don't know when, and I don't know who will be my first guest, but I'll just have to ask around and see who wants to be on the show and I'll discuss with them about stuff but uh as of right now it'll be me and i'll get uh user questions so far like for the next episode i think for sure i'm gonna have user questions be in it and i'll discuss topics from people who have been listening to the podcast and i'll bring my thoughts on that um Give me a moment. So my first topic will be uh, my fourth week of college. I'm going to do this for one more week, and then I'll stop talking about it for my fifth week, and then I'll talk about that, and then probably the next time I'll talk about my experience at college is like midterms, when midterms happen, and then after that it'll be uh, first semester done with. Um, Yeah. So my fourth week of college... It's getting it's uh, it's getting a bit, a, bit, a bit more intense, a bit more intense Then it's starting to pick up. Tests are starting to happen. Um, more focus on studying than homework. Um, I do feel like I'm slacking a little bit. I do feel like I'm slacking a little bit. Um, not as much as last week, oh my gosh, not as much as last week, my third week, actually third, this week I might be slacking, but, um, I don't know, it's definitely getting better, I'm starting to get homework done, yeah, not as much as tech week though, that was pretty bad, this week I got, I'm getting stuff done, practically ahead in all my classes just need to focus on studying now i just recently finished a test and um yeah and i just gotta be studying for my math i still gotta figure out how to work my calculator i'll be doing that soon though (laughs) um after that i yeah it's just it's just a lot of homework but focusing more focus on tests now testing is a bit of a focus now other than doing homework and stuff. Tests are a thing. Um, but yeah, we did. Um, it was not that bad. It was more of a focus on testing and studying for that. Uh, homework's a thing. Um, not as much as it, like the first few weeks. It's less of a thing. But I still got the homework done. I'm looking forward to my final, like the, my final time talking about it in my fifth week. Um... It's starting to get a little hectic, 
but I think it can manage. I think it can manage. I still got to focus on, like, I have to focus on getting my work done and other stuff. I got to. I have to focus on that. Um, you know, if I do that, if I set out and make time, and if I notice that I'm struggling with something, I am definitely going to um, go to, like, tutoring, and I'm going to get that stuff done so I can help correct that stuff and be better prepared so I don't have my grade suffering for it. <laughs> So yeah, um, fourth week of college, not as bad as I thought it was, it's not as bad as the third week, but I think it's definitely picking up, as I said before, it's starting to pick up, it's really starting to pick up, and I gotta be prepared for that, I really do, yeah, excited for my next week of college, for tomorrow, um, next thing, um, is the... Uh, speaking of college, an upcoming production at MOBAP is uh, The 39 Steps. And that, uh, people are heard, is getting, the like, the cast is loving it. Like, everybody working on it is loving it. They really are. Um... Um, yeah, they love working on it. They love the choreography, not the choreography, the blocking that's going into it. They love the, all the accents and stuff. Um, I'll read you guys what 39 Steps is about. It's based on the Alfred Hitchcock uh, movie, but not a series. So the, the description reads, Mix a Hitchcock masterpiece with a juicy spy novel. Add a dash of Monty Python and you have the 39 Steps. A fast-paced whodunit for anyone who loves the magic of theater. This show is... Packed with non-stop laughs, ton of zany characters, zany characters played by a cast of four. There's a thing there. Handcuffs, missing fingers, and some good old-fashioned romance. Um, the real kicker here for the third and nine steps is that it is played. There's only a cast of four, with only one person, one cast member, is stay stays the same throughout the whole entire production, which is the main character. And ah. Uh, um, knowing who's all in the cast, I think they're going to pull it off really, really well. Um, they're very, they're all very, very talented. They all, um, know what they're doing. They have gone, they have, this isn't their first rodeo. Unlike the birds were, um, half of the cast where it was their first, kind of their first rodeo. Um, a major, a major part of the cast, it's like their first rodeo. It wasn't mine, of course. I've uh, taken part in um, collegiate productions before with Jeffco Jefferson Colleges, uh, which is called Jeffco. Jefferson Colleges are productions of Maine and Chicago. I have seen what it's like to perform at a college level. Maybe not as professional as um, as, uh, as MoBAP was, but... Um, I know what it's like. It wasn't my first rodeo, but all these people, they know what they're doing. They know their comedic beats. They know how to be funny. And I know them all. They're all really, they're all so funny in, in, in real life, too. Um, I think the twists will delightfully surprise the audiences. I know a bit of the twist since I read some parts of the script for auditions. Um, I really, from what I hear, 
this is going to be a really, really funny show, and the set's going to be great. It usually is, and the costumes are, I've seen what the costumes look like. I really like the costumes, and the cost, it's going to be, it also looks like it's going to be a difficult show because all the character changes that uh, two of the cast members have to go through, the accent changes, um, they have to distinct them, make the make a distinct change of characters for each of their characters, and I'm really excited to see what they do with those characters. And uh, the the director describing one sequence with a person who's doing the lights was really really cool to hear. Um. I'm really super excited to see the the production. Granted, I will probably never see the first few scenes because of uh, me doing box office, but I'll probably have somebody describe it to me. And I'm just really excited to see what these guys are going to do with the 39 Steps. Uh, just the, the, the... I've seen the props, and they're great. They're really funny. They're really ingenious. Tyler... Gruen, who worked on the props for the birds and some more stuff in Macbeth. He knows what he's doing. He got he's working after he's done with college, he's gonna go to work at Universal Studios and make props there and do some more stuff. So he's got a future and he's no he knows what he's doing and he's gonna do a great job with all this stuff. And I'm super excited where he's going. But I definitely think this is gonna be uh if this is people's first production seeing Mobat, I think they are going to be pleasantly surprised. And if they have seen other productions before with MOBAP, like let's say they saw The Birds, they would say uh, this was a much more enjoyable show than The Birds because, granted, ours is funny. This one might be funnier to them because of them. Under, it's it's a bit more modern and a bit more clear when it comes to understanding, and they're going to have actual mics. So that'll help with it. We're not just trash on The Birds. I'm just saying this will probably get a more of a positive reaction than people did with the birds. People still said they really liked the show. It was just um, they're probably going to have a better experience with the with the third nine steps than they did with the birds. Um. Um. Yeah, I I can't wait to see what uh, Sarah, the director, does with this show, and I can't wait to see it. In the 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 jokes that'll be put in there, yeah. Whew, excited to see it. So, uh, the show, the bird, not the birds, the third nine steps is going to be September the weekend of September twenty seventh through the. Let me pull it back up. It'll be through the twenty sixth through the twenty ninth. Uh, the twenty sixth through the twenty eighth. It'll be at seven thirty. Doors open. At. Um. Seven. It has again. It will have limited seating, but this one will probably be not as long as the birds is. But uh, and then the Sunday show will be at two p.m. Doors open at one thirty. So I really hope you guys uh, go see it. It's going to be fantastic. I'm not a part of it. I'll be a box part of the box office, but I hope you guys see it and support the 39 steps. 
All right, on to my next topic, which is I got my hands on Greedfall this past week, and I was super excited to play it. I've been waiting for so long for this game, as I said before. I've been waiting since the teaser trailer came out. Uh, even before that, I've been waiting for a game like this. I love the the colonial times. I love the the um, the clothing style. I love the weapons, uh, especially the mus- muskets and the flintlock rifles and flintlock firearms. I love that aspect of it. And I just love the, the just colonial times intrigue me so much. And I love learning about it. And the way they lived and the way they dressed, as I said before, it was a very interesting time for me. And to get a video game, that was... Based around that time, in an RPG, no less, I've always wanted, when I play d and I'm like, huh, I want to do a campaign where it's like Greatfall, like like in a colonial setting with bright, well, fentlock rifles and stuff like that, keeping the magic. And this was exactly what I wanted. And I finally got my hands on it, as I said before. And, well, uh, th- there are things that are going on. I haven't played it, to, I haven't finished it yet. I'm like, I think I'm, like, if it was in-game, like, what, hours of, like, five hours in or something like that. I basically just started the game. I've done a couple main quests. Um, I will say this, though. Side quests, like, literally, the side qu- like, there are no fetch quests, whatever. Every side quest is important. Uh, the, the, re- the rewards you get, other than just coin, you get, like, reputation with certain factions. And they all mean are important to the game. They are very important to the game. They, like, affect, so far they do affect how the story is turning out. And they do mean something. I do feel, in, it's not like, a, it doesn't feel like, oh, I just got to do this. It doesn't feel like, ugh. It actually means something, and I am interested in the side quests, sometimes more than the main quest. And I like all the characters that have, um, I've come along my way, like Siora and... Kurt and Vasco and Petrus is a weird thing. Like, all the characters that are my companions, I have an interest in them. And I actually care about what's going on. And I want to please all of them. And then I actually have the, like, an actual disdain for certain characters and factions. Because of what they're doing. And I actually care about keeping my reputation with different factions well like keep well like keep us at a good in a good spot um and like i have to avoid comp like the goal of the game despite it being an rpg was more focused on like the the combat is like there you don't you can't fight them it's just it's more smart, a smarter way to sneak around or try to get in there without causing harm because uh, there could be adverse consequences in the end. And I actually prefer avoiding combat. Like, if there's a chance to avoid combat, like, I'll kill animals. Of course, I'll kill the... Uh, get XP from animals and people who just attack me for no reason whatsoever. But if, like, if it's a quest and I have the opportunity to avoid combat, I'll take it. Because if it was like a regular RPG, I wouldn't care. I would just say, okay, I'll go kill him. 
But this one's like, I'll, I'll try to do my best to avoid combat. Not because they're a higher level than me. It's just that, or I'm bad at the game. It's just, I, it's just for that reason of, for reputation's sake, I try my best to avoid combat and having adverse consequences in the end. Um, and going to the combat, the combat takes some getting used to, like, for all the, when you're facing, like, the, 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 basically, if you're facing off against predators, like, like, animals, make sure to dodge. Make sure to dodge. Keep your distance if you can. Uh, definitely get some weapons that destroy armor quickly, and then switch to a high-powered, like, one, like, weapon that takes out chunks of health. Um, and if you're in the, like, make sure you're doing that. Make sure you definitely, I haven't run into that problem where I'm like, oh, shoot, I gotta take out the armor. I have something that'll take care of that, like the rifles and the traps will do that because I'm building, like, a hunter character, keeping my distance. But, um, definitely, yeah, but as I was saying before, like, when it comes to facing, like, creatures, make sure to dodge when you're facing humans parry as much as possible like parry but if you're facing two people just dodge um the the combat takes some getting used to it definitely does take some getting used to um uh, uh another problem there was a problem i have with the game like other than the combat you had to get used to the combat um was uh, lip syncing was a big big problem with me at first because i thought oh oh okay it's one of those games where they have uh where they dubbed it and it's like it's it's produced by not an american company it's produced by uh like a swedish or it was a european country no no this was made to be in english it's just the lip syncing's very bad the lip syncing is very bad. And sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's just not. The lip syncing is not that good. And there are some glitches here and there. Like, there'll sometimes the game will be frustrating. Or it didn't let me, like, for one mission, I had to do a certain quest. Like, I had to do it. I didn't realize it until much later, where I had to do the quest. There's some quests you have to do before you, like, you have to do it. Because it won't let you leave. It literally won't let you leave. Like, I had to do the quest before I could leave. Like, that's what I had to do. I had to do the quest. And I don't like that. I don't like that it makes you do the quest. Like, it blocks you off. Which is stupid. I'm not a big fan of that. But... One thing I really, really do like, as I said before, was the um, quest, side quest and the, the quest the, that it did. And I think video games, uh, since Greedfall is getting praise and getting noticed, people will take uh, the, I think, RPG developers will take notice of this and like, oh, we don't have to do that? Okay, let's do that. And they'll probably do it in a better way than Greedfall has. People are... I think people will take notice of Greedfall. I think Greedfall is... Uh, what is it called? Um, like, people are 
are turning is turning heads right now. Um, I love the way the rifles work in the game, though. I really do. I really love my character. Oh, customization is another thing that I have a complaint with. I wish you could get more hairstyles. Because I want my hair to be in a ponytail. Um, more facial hairstyles. Uh, more faces. More customization on the face. Body type 2. It's another thing. Voice. That would have been great. Voice. More voice. Um, I am... I didn't go... I was... I'm glad that I didn't go and expecting that this game was the greatest game ever. But I am getting what I wanted out of it. I'm happy with the way they're using them, the way the muskets are. And I am happy with the skill tree. I'm happy with I'm really happy with this game. And I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm really excited to see what happens with this game. Okay. Yeah. So please check it out. I'll tell you guys more about it when I have more playtime. I haven't played it all. I'll let you guys know what I think about it as I play it more and more. Um, the only reason I kind of stopped playing it is because of the Battlefront event, which is Boots on the Ground. I love the Battlefront event where it's just only soldiers. Only soldiers and reinforcements, which I can finally be on the top of leaderboards again. Because that's where I shine and excel. And I don't need to be a hero to get that. Which makes me super happy. Um, my next thing. Ah, uh, yes. Um, my top anticipated films for October. I only have four films that I'm really, really uh, excited for that I'm planning on seeing in October. Technically three, because one is only coming out in November. Um, I'll be talking about those films. Um, I only plan on really seeing Joker, Gemini Man, and The Lighthouse. I would see Parasite, it's just... Films are releasing it in October. So, Joker really is the first film. That's my most anticipated film for October. Um, what can I say that hasn't been said? I've been excited for this film ever since Joaquin Phoenix was a part of it. Actually, that's a lie. That's a lie. I've always been interested since Joaquin Phoenix has been a part of it. I know he's a phenomenal actor. I really do. I've always been interested in his work. And I know what he's... And I'm, I am trust... I trust that he just knows what he's doing. And I heard he has a reputation for choosing his work carefully. And if he likes it, he's going to put his all into it. Um... I'm excited to see what he does with the character. I really am. I'm re really excited to see his version of it. How it stacks up to other incarnations of the Joker. What I hear is that this is a different 
version of the Joker. I like that he added the pathological laugh to the character. And I really hope he finally gets the Oscar for it. I'm rooting for him. I really want to, I just want to see how this film turns out and how it um, reflects our society. We live in a society. I really, one thing that will probably not make it a 9 out of 10 for me. Well, it'll make me. It won't be a ten out of ten if he doesn't say, "We live in a society." At least once. I could be joking. <laughs> I dare if he doesn't say it. But I will be a little bit let down if he doesn't say, "We live in a society." Sorry. Um, if he doesn't say it, I won't. I'll be a little bit disappointed. But I really want to see what he does with this character and what Todd Phillips does with it, and what the movie. I just and this will be my first character study piece, which I am super excited to see. Sorry, I'm getting distracted. Um, and like, and I just want to see this film, and I've just heard so many good things about it, and I hope it is the f next second comic book film to get a Oscar nomination. And I hopefully Joaquin Phoenix will get the Oscar for this crazy performance. My next most anticipated film that comes out in October is The Lighthouse. I'm not really a horror fan, per se. I'm not. However, this film looks like it. It looks like it's a, going to be a very, very interesting piece of cinema. It looks like it's going to be unique. It looks different. And it looks actually intriguing. I, I hear people say it's not really scary. It's more disturbing and unsettling. And I want to be uncomfortable. I want to be, I want to feel tension. And I, this doesn't feel like it's more focused on jump scares and stuff like that. It seems like more it's going to build on the tension and the characters. It's going to be more character focused than, and I, uh, than most things. And I really like that part that it's going to be focused on that. Um, 
I always like Willem Dafoe and stuff. I always love Willem Dafoe. And I want to see how Robert Pattinson fails affairs in his next big film. In this film. I want to see how he does. I want him to change my mind. Uh, and Batman. Granted, I've been looking at the hype train. I'm like, oh, okay, I can get behind this. I can get behind him. I just want to see, I want him to see what he can do. I really want to see what he can do. And I love the fact that it's record, it's it's black and white. It looks like a classic horror film. And that's what really drew me in. Other than the setting. Which is at a lighthouse. Lighthouses and lighthouse keepers have always fascinated me. I've even thought about being one myself. But. And the, the dialogue, the dialect, and the dialogue seems so interesting. This just seems, seems like an interesting film with the unique, unique things to it. I really am excited to see what the film does with these characters and what the where the film goes. It seems like it has a really basic plot, but the basic plot, the simplicity, um, works out. It's going to work out. And I'm just really excited to see what happens. Um, yeah. Basically, for me, the reason why I'm so excited, black and white, classic horror film, tension, lighthouse. Yeah. Also, fantasy elements uh, intrigue me. Yeah. My final film that is coming out in October. Um, I guess I'll talk about Parasite, too. I'll talk about Parasite, even though it's coming out in November. Um, Gemini Man. That looks like a really a fun, a fun film. It looks like an intriguing film, too. Like an interesting thing. Like, why is... It's the Will Smith film. Where he's facing himself. Um. That looks like it, oh, Will Smith is going to put in a great performance for that. Better than we did for Aladdin. I didn't see Aladdin, but I know it's going to be better than that. It looks like one of Will Smith's most intriguing pro projects in a long time. And... It seems like he knows that, and this film is getting, like, Oscar talk. Like, this could be a Best Picture um, Oscar contender. I'm like, what? No way. Unless it's one of those fun films. But... It looks intriguing. I mean, to see the reasons why... There's this clone of Will Smith. And the action looks great, too. Um, and it's directed by Ang Lee. So Ang Lee's got a specific vision when it comes to his films and the way they are. So I'm excited to see that. I'm just excited to see why things are in this film. I just want to see why things are happening and why... These are two Will Smiths, and this it just 
provokes a lot of why. Why, why, why? And then the final film um, that I'm excited to see in October, even though I'm going to see it in November, is uh, Parasite. It's the upcoming Korean film. Let me check. I'm pretty sure it's just about a f Korean family. Yeah, to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Can I get like... Okay. Um, just read it. Ah, that does seem interesting. Okay, now I get why it's called Parasite. <laughs> um, so basically, a poor family is smart on the streets. There are two families, a rich family and a poor family. The poor family sees this family like, oh, we can help them, we can help them. And they basically leech off all their rich stuff and they try to use this and then the rich family's like wait a minute that's not cool and then it's basically them fighting for dominance and who's smarter who can outwit the other which is very interesting to me i've just been hearing talk great talk about the film like people praising it and loving it and saying it's the best film this year um if that's the case, I am super excited to see Parasite. It This is a very intriguing film. Again, like all these films really, really intrigue me. Granted, it's more like... It's going to be a very intriguing month for films the, in October. It's going to be a very intriguing month. And I hear it's also pretty funny too. Like, it's fast-paced, it's funny. So I'm just excited to see where it goes. I just want to see what happens in Parasite. On to the final topic. So I was going to say, um, well, Clash of Champions was the, uh, I was going to give my predictions for Clash of Champions. Well, I never really got home to record Clash of Champions, my predictions for Clash of Champions. So I saw it with friends, and uh, I'll give them my discussion on that. Um, so, 
kind of thing. So one of the things that happened, I thought I would discuss the King of the Ring winners. I'm going to do that. But I'll talk about Clash of Champions first and then. The King of the Ring was moved to tomorrow night where Chad Gable will face um, Baron Corbin. Pretty sure in the main event of Raw tomorrow to be the King of the Ring. Got my predictions for that. And who won last week? Which Chad Gable and Baron Corbin. Talk about the matches there. Um, Clash Champions was a pretty okay. It was a pretty good pay-per-view. I didn't watch most of it. Well, most of the matches to give my full, to give my real prediction of it. I went to go get dinner during the beginning after one match. I went to go get dinner uh, after two matches. Subway. So I didn't watch that. And then after I was eating Subway... I played Cards Against Humanity for, like, the most of the thing. So I didn't really pay attention. Which sucked for me. And that was a bad decision on my mark to talk about it. Um. So, I'll go through the card. The Triple Threat match for the Cruiserweight Championship. My, If I were to give my predictions for it, I was going to have my predictions. But since I already saw it, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I was right with Drew Gulak was going to beat Umberto Carrillo and Lince Dorado. And I knew Lince Dorado was going to be taking the pin. But I didn't know it was going to be like that. Um. Yeah, it looked like it was just an okay match per se it looked like it was just an okay match and like that's what and I think they're probably going to have Drew Gulak, Lince Dorado and Umberto Carrillo um, probably doing a rematch of this upcoming Tuesday for 205 Live and it's probably going to be an even better match it usually is um and then after that, it was AJ Styles versus Cedric Alexander. That match was a bit disappointing. I watched that match in full. Um, that was a bit disappointing. It definitely felt like there could have been more. And I'm sad with the result with AJ Styles beating Cedric Alexander. I thought Cedric Alexander was going to take it. I thought he was going to take the gold home. He did not. Especially when he was in his hometown. So I'm guessing the hometown curse returned. Um... Which just sucks. He, uh, like, uh, they, at first, they had Cedric Alexander go get the ball rolling. And then he lost. Like that. Which somebody got it right. Somebody, uh, one of my friends, he said it. They're going to have Cedric Alexander have a hot start and then AJ Styles is going to destroy him. Which was right. Which sucked. It made uh, Cedric look bad. I wasn't a fan of that. Um, I was a fan of him looking that bad. But, and they didn't even make him look good in defeat. Granted, he took two finishers to take him down, but still, he didn't look that good in defeat. Um, after that, it was a team of uh, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler versus Seth, uh, Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman. My prediction uh, was right there. I thought uh, the, the new full-form team of Robert Roode 
and Dolph Ziggler were going to beat Braun Strowman. I was kind of wrong. I thought Braun Strowman would turn on Seth Rollins. There was a miscue, which caused them to lose the championships. Um, but uh, still, still stands. I didn't see that match. Seemed like a fine, a pretty good match. But, um, yeah. I didn't see that match, so I can't really judge. Next was Bailey versus Charlotte. I got that one. I would have gotten that right one right too. Bailey did to beat Charlotte. Um, didn't see that match. I heard it was a good thing. Good thing, but it's like three minutes and five, forty-five seconds. I don't know what they could have done through three minutes and forty-five seconds. Next match was. Um, the Revival versus uh, New Day. I didn't see that in full because I just came back from um, dinner. I just brought the sandwiches back from Subway. Yeah, we went to Subway. Um, that seemed like it was a fine match. It was a, seemed like a fine match. We saw shades of the old Revival, like the NXT Revival, and I'm really excited what they do. If they're continuing to push the Revival like this, we are going to see NXT Revival, which is like they are legitimately one of the best tag teams in the world. Um, we know they are. I just want them to show it. I want them to show it. Um, After that, I got that one wrong. I thought the New Day would retain. Uh, Alex Bliss and Nikki Cross defeated Manny Rose and Sonya Deville. I... I think I would have gotten that one right. No. I went for Mandy Rhodes and Sonya Deville. I went Fire and Desire. I thought they were going to take it. It was the way they've been building them. Um, That was... Uh, that, was uh, that was not a good match. That was not a good match. It kind of felt like WWE didn't care. Because of um, the interruption of the 24-7 championship. Made sense. Alexa Bliss did tell everybody that the... He was the um, our troop was there, so everybody could go after him for a comedic moment. But it was a fine match. It was it was okay. It was okay. Could have been better. Yeah, Manny Rose didn't help. That Manny Rose botched though. After that, it was the Miz versus Shinsuke Nakamura. I am to be honest with you. I was going to say the Miz was actually, I thought Miz, no, I'm like, no, Shinsuke Nakamura was going to beat him. And, yeah, I was right. I didn't think Shinsuke was going to lose the championship anytime soon. People brought it up. I'm like, well, no, you guys are right. I do think he is going to, I do, I do think they're going to have Shinsuke Nakamura hold on to it for quite a bit. Until some they find somebody suitable. I don't know who's it going to be, but, oh, it might be Chad Gable. I think they might have, if Chad Gable wins the King of the Ring, they might have him face off against Shinsuke Nakamura, and that'd be a perfect way for Shinsuke Nakamura to lose. But I think they're trying to ride this Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura pairing as much as they can, and me have Sami Zayn be the reason why Shinsuke Nakamura wins. Which was almost the reason why. And I'm excited to see that pairing. That seemed like an actually, like, that could have been the... One of the best matches of the night. 
That seemed like it was one of the best matches of the night. Because I was really into it. Into that match. Uh, I didn't see... I was distracted. This is when we started playing uh, Cards Against Humanity. Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch. I was right there. Technically, I wasn't right because of the thing. Shasta Banks defeated Becky Lynch by disqualification. But, um... This was a very interesting match. I don't know if they tur turned Becky Lynch heel and Sasha Banks face, but I, that wouldn't make any sense to turn them, turn Sasha Banks face for so long because she's so much better as a heel. So much better. And she definitely comes into her own, and the boss character definitely comes out more when she's a heel. So I'm super excited to see um, where this goes from here. Since it is disqualification, I'm excited to see what goes from here. At least in the match, it seemed like it was a lot of fun. It seemed like a really fun match. It's just I didn't watch it because I was playing Cards Against Humanity. Same thing with Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton. That really, really freaking nice finish. Oh my gosh, she had a fantastic finish. Those two seemed like they tore... They actually like had, did a really good job. Seemed like they had a great match. That might... If I watched it full, that could have been probably been my match of the night. But... It was not. Alas, since I didn't watch it. Um... That one didn't feel like it went on too long. Even though I wasn't paying attention, it didn't feel like it went on too long. I feel like that was what the, was needed. And it does feel like that is the end of the rivalry. Maybe since the Revival beat the New Day, there's like one, they could squeeze in one more match. But, uh, I definitely feel like that's, that's not it. That's the end of the rivalry. That'd be a perfect end to it. And then Eric Rowan versus Roman Reigns. That one I was actually wrong on. Oh yeah, I was right with Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton. Kofi Kingston would definitely be, I would thought would be Randy Orton. I was surprised. This man, Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan, completely surprised me. Um, not in the way that was good. I thought it was actually gonna be a really fun match. It didn't. It kind of picked up near the end from what I saw. It picked up near the end, but it was just... It felt like it was going on too long. It felt like it was going way on way longer than it needed to be. And it was a lot slower than it needed to be. They they probably noticed... Um, like, shoot. We can have so much time. I feel like they... This, I don't know why. A lot of these matches, I think, suffered because they weren't given time. And if they were given time, I think these matches would have been all of them would have been. This would have been a really good night of wrestling. Whatever. Some of the matches, like, like I feel like the Miz. No, the Miz versus Shinsuke Nakamura went on perfect, just as much as it needed to be. Um, I feel like the Revive versus New Day could have gone on a little bit longer. Bailey versus Charlotte definitely. Um, Rude versus uh, the the tag Raw tag team match. I think that was could have gone a little bit longer. Definitely Alexander versus Styles could have gone on way longer, along with the Cruiserweight Championship match. 
But that that match between Roman, Rowan, and Rowan, Roman and Rowan, could have gone been, been shorter. They had, they had a lot of time. It didn't get done till like nine twenty. So it definitely had time. So I feel like they could have gone on much much longer. But they didn't. Um, Seth Rollins versus Braun Strowman. That was a fine match. Fine, it was fine. Um. Raw Strowman looks strong in the end. He took freaking four curb stomps and a pedigree. He was fine. He went fine. We are right, he had his legitimate he had everybody, including me, thinking Ron's gonna win it. He's finally gonna take the title. He's finally gonna win the big one. He didn't. Another prediction. Oh, another thing. I was wrong about Eric Rowan versus uh Roman Reigns. That's what surprised me. Plus the finish was fantastic. I love the finish. We finally get to see Luke Harper back in WWE. Especially after he tried to re get his release and Vince McMahon hated him more. I don't know why he hates him. Luke Harper's just a great guy. Um, Seth Rollins, I was right. Seth Rollins beat Braun Strowman. But yeah, I feel like, no, that match was perfectly timed. That was the way it could have gone. I think that was the best thing they could have done with the match. Um, but we gotta talk about the freaking ending. Bray Wyatt attacking Rollins. Ugh, great stuff. I thought I thought no feed. I would have been really upset, but they like took advantage of us being so used to being upset. They're like, oh shoot, the fiend. Yes, that was just such a great moment. With him appearing at the end, thinking like they was about to close out, and the fiend attacked. Such a great moment. I'm glad if the reports are true that they know they can't mess with the fiend. This is the right thing to do. This is really the right thing to do. I'm excited what they do for freaking the fiend. Yeah. Now we have time to talk about the King of Ring, which is happening uh, tomorrow. So I'm super excited for that. And I didn't expect that to happen. Um, which in the finals, it was. Uh, Baron Corbin versus Ricochet and Samoa Joe, and Shane McMahon versus Chad Gable in the finals. Semi-finals, my bad. Which Baron Corbin beats Ricochet and Samoa Joe, which was... Um, I thought this is where they were going to end the Baron Corbin being a heel thing and that the actual winners phase off against each other. Um... The match seemed great on the Raw side. It seemed like that was the better match. I thought it was going to be the better match. That was what I predicted. But the winner, I got it wrong. Um, it looks like Baron Corbin is going to be the guy that knocks off, that uh, Chad Gable knocks off. And Chad Gable, um, I'm so thankful that they did this. But um, Chad Gable faced off against Shane McMahon and beat him. 
Clean as a whistle. And Chad Gable is definitely the biggest uh, what people will be. And then, yeah, it's just, um, I like how they protected Samoa Joe with the finish. Um, and Ricochet, they protected Ricochet with the finish. Ricochet had his finisher on Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe was about to be pinned by Ricochet. Rick, uh, Baron Corman came in, threw Ricochet out of the ring, and pinned Samoa Joe. So Samojo didn't have to take him the finisher. Um, that really doesn't protect Samojo though. Um, protect Ricochet doesn't protect Samojo. Um, sad that Ricochet is gonna be King Ricochet, but Baron Corbin's in the finals. I'm happy for Baron Corbin. But we are gonna... Hopefully he doesn't win. I really hope he doesn't win. Oh my gosh. Please, Chad Cable, take it. I used to love Baron Corbin. But... Yeah, I'm just losing interest in him. I hope Chad Cable wins it. He needs it more than Baron Corbin does. He needs it so much more. And... I'm actually really excited for this match. That was one of the matches I was really excited for for Clash of Champions, but they canceled it and moved it tomorrow night. Um, which they have had fantastic chemistry before. We saw, and I remember from his... That was just in their NXT days. They had great chemistry before. They had great chemistry before in their NXT days. They're going to have unbelievable chemistry now. And I'm super excited for tomorrow's match. I really hope that's the main event. It should be the main event. And I want it to be the main event. Super excited what they see, what they do with the King of the Ring. I've been, wait, I've been excited for this um, whole tournament. And I can't wait for the next tournament, which is the Bowl, which I'll talk probably talk about. Um, when it comes out, when it starts getting closer and closer. All right, that was this week's episode of Michael Va- Michael's Office. I hope you guys all enjoyed, and have a great day.